a todos, Dios les bendiga. If you speak Spanish, this is going to be a great service. If not, then just try to follow along. Bust the Google Translator, which will not help, by the way. It's not very accurate. Anywho, I am very glad to be here. Uh, as Pastor Brian was saying, my wife and I have gotten this wonderful privilege of becoming part of the Sound family. So um, we have our service here at 1.30, and it's been an amazing time since the first day that I, I got to meet Pastor Brian. It, it was, I'll tell you guys the whole story later on, but I'll just share a little bit right now. I met him the first day. It was just like a Tuesday afternoon. We, we were doing church out of uh, houses in Garden Grove, and my wife and I have always lived here in Santa Ana, so this is where the Lord brought us to, Santa Ana. And I just came and... and I'm going to make it short. I always say long story short, but I still make it very long. So I'm going to keep it really short. Uh, we had been praying for this building uh, three years before we even came to this building. I mean, this building, like this place, like physically this place, this address. All right. So then when I finally met Pastor Brian that same day, he just told us, well, this is the room you're going to meet at. And I was like, well, hold up. Wait a minute. We don't have any money. <laughs> so he was like, don't worry about that. You know. We will work on that. And I said, cool, and I can work with that. And we are here. We have been uh, on this location, in this location for like two and a half years now. And early this year, just as he mentioned, became part of the family. And I'm just so thankful to be here. So thank you all. Um, my wife and I were talking about this, and we really are very thankful to all of you because you guys have just welcomed us, man. You guys have just loved on us. And we really appreciate that. Our congregation appreciates that. And we're just that. Uh, and so happy and excited to see all that the Lord's going to do in downtown Santa Ana. Amen. All right. You guys kind of come. Amen. Amen. There we go. Okay. You, you scared me there for a little bit. <laughs> all right. Here we go. So before I start, guys, I, I have a confession to make. And did Pastor Brian step out? I need a mini at this. He needs I, got a, I got a confession uh, to make, guys. I have been struggling this for a couple of years now. I have talked to the leadership about it the staff about it already too for a couple of months now and they have been waiting for this so uh finally um the lord did something in my life and, and he made this change happen so i am now uh an iphone user. <laughs> i have left behind my android <laughs> I wanted to see your face. I have left behind my Android roots, and I am now in the iOS or whatever that is. So please, please pray for me. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time yesterday trying to get to know all the shortcuts and everything. My wife says I'm, I'm a geek that way. When I get a new electronic, I just have to read the manual and see what it can do. So far, I'm not impressed, guys. Sorry, I'm not. I discovered this button, you know, where you get to go on silent mode. So I was like, all right, I like that so far. But then this morning as I was reading the Bible, uh, I was like, I'm not going to get any interruptions. But somehow I set it up so that it goes to my iPad. And I was like, <clears throat> you know, the messages were popping up on my iPad. And I was like, I do not like this. <laughs> so please pray for me. All right. Pray for me, guys. And we are going to be talking about prayer. This whole month we've been talking about prayer realized and Today, the topic I'm going to be sharing is how to pray. So it should be easy enough. 
And in that same thought, I want you guys to close your eyes and pray with me so that we can get started with this, all right? Dear God, we just thank you once again for this wonderful day, for giving me the privilege to be here, for being a part of this family, Father God, and because I know that you have something special for each and every one of us here today. Lord, I just pray that your will be done and that at the end of this service, Lord, every single one of us can just have a better understanding of who you are and what your plans are for us. That this message, Father God, can be used to edify the body and that when we leave, Father God, we can leave not in the same way we came in, but we can just be blessed and filled and taken to another level with you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so here we go, guys. I don't know why I'm so nervous. I don't show it, but I am a little nervous. It's not different than any other service. The only difference is that uh, I'm preaching in English, <laughs> right? So if you're home, um, you can just press the sat button, and it can go in English or Spanish, whatever you like. Try it now. Try it now. Ya lo primieron. Gloria a Dios. Entonces lo están escuchando en español. Press it back because they need it in English. There you go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Back to English, guys. So we're talking about prayer. And, and this is going to seem a little funny to you guys, but I don't know how many times a week I find myself in these situations where I'm praying for people and we are talking about just the goodness of God or they're going through a rough time and we are just talking about, hey, you know, like, let me pray for you. They're calling me up you know, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evenings, or after midnight, and I'm, and I'm happy to pray for them and with them, but it gets to a point where I'm like, hey, how about you just pray yourself, you know? How about you just pray? And you know what they always tell me? I don't know how to, and that drives me bonkers. <laughs> I'm like, how? This area of life, right? So when exactly, PT and Laura, did you guys start loving your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Immediately? Nice. All right, so you started loving them right after you found out they were to be born, right? So you guys didn't start loving them once they started walking, right? Or once they started talking, right? You guys didn't start loving them. You guys started loving them at the moment you found out that they were just going to be a being. And when I, when I was thinking about prayer, this came to mind. I was like, you know, that's the way God loves us. And thank him for that. Because he doesn't start loving us once we start talking to him. But when we first start our walk out with, you know, our walk with him. But he loves us even though we don't talk to him sometimes. And parents will, will see that sometimes when kids start talking, it gets a little tricky. Because they tend to say things that they're not supposed to, you know. But the Lord loves us before we start talking to him, as we start our walk with him. And especially as we're able to talk to him. And the Lord longs to hear your voice on a daily basis, guys. He wants to hear you. He just wants to know what's up with you, what he can do with you throughout the day, for you throughout the day. Amen? So that is easy enough. And even though a lot of people say they do not know how to pray, we don't have a specific way in which we are supposed to pray. There's not a right way to do it or a wrong way. Well, maybe there is a wrong way. But we'll talk about that a little bit. But there, let, let me back up a little. I had one of those PT moments. Wait, let me back up. Um, there is a, a, not a specific right way to do it, but we do have some guidelines, or as I like to call them, some cheat sheets that Jesus gives us, right? But before we go, I want to break out to our first little group session or breakout room, breakout groups. 
And I want you guys to just get in a group of two or three people, however you guys normally do it, and ask that person, how do you pray? Just how do you pray? And everybody prays differently, all right? Last, last week, and I was laughing about this because um, I was praying. I got to pray for somebody here, and, and, and obviously in the English service, and I started praying for him in Spanish. But the Lord did what he wanted to do because he understands Spanish too. He speaks Spanish too. You know, he understood me. But I was like, we all pray differently. So just talk to the person next to you or to a couple of people around your area and just ask them, how do you pray? You guys ready? All righty, here we go. So I am going to ask you guys if, if anybody can share. There's a specific way that the person next to you prays that, you know, kind of, it was different than what you do. And who wants to share? Like, how many guys found out about somebody's way of prayer that is much different than you, than yours? Nobody? Everybody just pray the same way? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Yeah. Okay. Praying out loud. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We pray differently. Um, for me, it's easier to pray with my eyes open. I close my eyes, I get so distracted. I'm thinking about everything else except for what I'm praying about. So, yes, everybody prays differently. So, like I said, there's not a specific way, but they, we do have this cheat sheet. And for that, I want you guys to go with me in Luke, right? It's up there. If you guys have your Bibles, open them up. If not, you can look up in the screen. But if you guys have your Bibles or your tablets, look up in uh, Luke chapter 11. And we're going to be reading there. We do have verse 2 and two through 4 up there, but I'm going to read verse 1, 2. The book of Luke, and we're just going to go from verse 1 to 4. I'll read the first one. It says, in a certain place, when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John has taught his disciples. Into temptation. All right, then I'm going to need you guys to Matthew. Look at Matthew chapter 6. See, my iPad right now, and I don't like that. <laughs> All right, Matthew chapter 6. Everybody there? Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to read from verse 5 to uh, 13. And it says, it goes like this. And when you pray, Jesus talking here, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to see or to be seen by others. Truly, I, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Father knows what you need before you ask him. Verse 9, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy name. Debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. All right? So this is the... And I'm going to try to go them. Try to go through them as fast as you just go, God, do this, do that, do that, change this, do that, you know, forgive her. And talking about everything, but we don't say, hey, God, who are you today? Lord, here I am. You know, it might be different for you guys. And, and it's my sound funny, but to me, it, I sometimes I'm at a point where I'm just like, what's up, G? <laughs> you know, like, what up, G? Like, you know that I know who you are, and I'm just here to talk to you. And connect with you and just have some time with you. Just always remember to acknowledge him and recognize who he is. And in the presence of whose we are, okay? All right, so step two says, your kingdom come. All right? says, your kingdom come. 
and in the sea and the noises, we need you. As we are saying this, we're saying, Lord, we need you. Your kingdom come. Father, come back. We need you here on this earth with us. We need you here with us. It's hard. I don't know if you guys have an easy life, but it's hard, guys. I just started going to the gym, and it's hard. It's hard, guys. I was like, life is hard enough, then add push-ups to it? Jesus. Why, Lord? Why? Anyways, side note, you'll get a story about that later next time I preach. But when I was a kid, my whole goal in life was just to be happy and get fat. All right? So I was doing pretty good up until two months ago. <laughs> I know. No, but but it's but it's so fun now. <laughs> Back to prayer, guys. Back, this is what we're talking about. Prayer. Pray for me, PT. <laughs> so we're saying your kingdom come. God, we need you here with us. All right. God, we need you. That's what we're saying. All right. This is um <laughs> I lost my thought there. All right, let's go. A point, all right. Our third step. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, this is very important, guys. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're saying, Lord, just do what you do. Because we know that his ways are better than our ways. His thoughts are better than our thoughts. Anything that we can ever do or achieve on ourselves, it's not ever going to amount to what he can do in our lives and through our lives. Amen. See that in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. It's not up there, but you guys go and read it. His ways are simply better than our ways. He knows best. So that's what we do. Okay, God, we acknowledge who you are. How do we know that we need you? And Lord, do your will. And I'm glad that it's in this order because the step four, we start talking about, this is our favorite part of praying for all of us. Give us our daily bread. Or give us today our daily bread. That, that was my favorite part. <laughs> Now, like, God, give me my protein shake. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it up to you, all right? So imagine, we're saying, God, give us your daily bread. This is where we start praying for our needs. We all have needs, different needs. You know, from the morning to the day we go to, to the, at night when we go to rest, we have different needs. But don't just stop there because we love to pray about what we need. But it's not just saying just pray for what you need, but pray for the needs around you. Pray for the people that are around you. Pray, you know, God, that person needs a job. That person needs, you know, a car. That person needs help. In fact, just as Pastor Brian was saying, not just pray for them, but hey, if you can do something about it, do it. As you're praying about it, say, God, please help us. How about we pray for our nation? That's a huge need right now, right? We're all praying for what? For the next month to go nice and smooth and great. You know, after elections, we're not going to get into all that. But we're going to pray for all these things just so that the Lord's will be done, right? And so that he provides what we need as a nation to come together as one, not be divided. And also in your life with your family. Man, I got to pray for so many people. And I, find, I constantly find myself praying for that one person that didn't move on throughout the day, which is going to lead us to the next step right now. Like that Starbucks, that rude person at Starbucks, you know, who's, who said something that I rubbed me the wrong way. A couple of weeks ago, we were at, at um, oh, actually, and we were about to switch to the iPhone back then. A couple, I think two, three weeks ago, right? 
And we walked in, and as soon as we walked in, uh, the, the, the person that was helping us, he was very rude. And I was just like, you know what? This is a sign from God. I don't need an iPhone. Bye. <laughs> I left. <laughs> we left. And my wife was like, what are you doing? He's like, nope, he's too rude. I don't want to deal with him. Let's go. And afterwards, she was like, you have to pray. And I was like, yeah, I do. I do. You know, I'm sorry about that. But let's go. Let's not get it today. We have needs. Other people have needs. Let's pray about that. All right? So step five, and forgive us of our sins as we forgive others. Man, this is so important. I was just talking about that person, that rude person that helped you at whatever restaurant or place you were at. They were rude to you. And, it, and we, we forget so fast on everyday basis how much the Lord has forgiven us. And we are not able to forgive others. Saying, Lord, please forgive me and help me forgive others as well. And, it, and nowadays, that's why we have so many people that are just bitter. Have you guys run into those people? I mean, no matter what you say, they're just bitter and it's grouchy and really annoying because you're like, I'm trying to tell you about the good news. And they just got, but what about this? And what about that? When I was young, this happened. And when I was young, that happened. And everybody's just so negative. I'm like, man, you got to forgive. You're still holding on to things that happened in your childhood. You're still holding on to things that happened, you know, in, when you were a teen. And now you're old. Not old, but, you know, <laughs> now you're grown. <laughs> Now you're grown, and you're still holding on to those things. And that hurt has just rooted itself into your heart. And now you're this person that does not know how to forgive and has not been forgiven. So that's something that I believe if we do that on a daily basis, it would help us. Lord, help me forgive. You know, help me forgive. Help me forgive others and also forgive me. Because there's been plenty of people that rub me the wrong way, so I want to forgive them. And, Lord, I also want you to forgive me. All right? And remember this, when, when we pray, and, and we'll back up a little bit because it ties to this. When we, when we pray for our daily bread, and then we pray for forgiveness, but before that, asking God to do his will, right, before all that. So before we're asking God to give us our daily bread, God forgive us or forgive others or forgive us as we forgive others, we're saying let your will be done. So you think the Lord knows your needs? Yes. He has the best for you? Yes. Do you think God's will is for you to forgive others? All of a sudden, the yes is God. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you, yes, God wants you to forgive, and he wants to forgive you as well. All right, step six. And lead us not into temptation. Keep us, keep us from temptation, right? When I was reading this, all I could think about was like Paul. As he's talking in Romans 7, he's just saying, why is it that what I want to do, I don't do it? And why is it that what I do is exactly what I hate? You know, why is it? I was going to say another joke about iPhone, but never mind. <laughs> I've said enough. <laughs> I've said enough. Why, why is it that what I hate doing is exactly what I do? We need help from God to keep us. All right, and, and it says, and it says, and not lead us into temptation. But I like the way uh, this is, uh, what is this version? New International? New Living Translation says it, says, do not allow us to go into temptation. All right, and what we're talking about, we're saying, God, like, we need your help. Like, we need you. Like, I need his help every day because things are hard. 
And I don't know what it is that you guys struggle with every day. It might be saying words that you're not supposed to say a certain way you're not supposed to be. And nowadays it seems like everything you say can be the wrong thing to say. Then just ask God for help. Say, God, help me. You know, it is, it's hard out here. I need your help. We need to recognize it. We need to ask for his help and say, God, temptation is going to happen. I already know that. But please help me. All right. Seven, it says, but deliver us from evil. Give us victory over evil, over Satan. I, I need victory. You know, I need victory. Okay. Give us the victory. Not only help me stay away from temptation, but give me the victory over it. Again, as I am praying for people over and over again, Mario, pastor, brother, however they call me, please pray for me because I, I, I fell into it again. I did it again. I'm like, all right, let's pray for it. Then again and again, six months of the same thing, same not. Please pray for me because I already did it. Please pray for me. I'm like, how about you pray? And how about you stop doing it? And how about you make that change in your life so that you can have the victory? How about you pray every day? God, help me get the victory over this. Help me over whatever I'm struggling with. Help me over this addiction. Help me over trying to be just a mediocre husband. Help me. I need help. I'm like, Lord, give me the victory in this area. I want to be the best husband that I can possibly be. I want to be the best pastor I can possibly be. And for that, I need your victory. And when you do get it, remember whose victory it really is. It's his. Because sometimes we're very easy to say, well, you know what? I got through my day. I did everything. I need props. Give me high fives. I got this. I did this. And the Lord's just looking at it like, you, man, you. I was like, you really did it by yourself. Okay, we'll see tomorrow. Then. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. We need that victory that can only come from Christ. Going over all these steps, prayer can be as simple as this. God, dear God, we come before you. One. Lord, I need you. Father, we need your will to be done. Please provide and include whatever need you have there. God, temptation is real. The struggle is real. <laughs> Help me. And Lord, just take the glory from this. Take the glory overall. Just finish off your day or start off your day saying, God, today, I want the glory to go to you. I don't want the spotlight to be on me. I just want this to be about you. And see, if we talk about these things with God on a daily basis, then I know for sure that our lives will be different. But if we're leaving these steps out and we are just praying about things when we need them, it's funny with the teens because the teens always just like to pray when there's meal involved, like meals involved, right? Whenever we take the teens to get some pizza or in and out, everybody wants to pray because they want to get it over with and get to the pizza. But besides that, they don't really want to pray. You know, or I'll go to a house and I'm like, can you bless the, the meal? And they're like, uh, yeah, like they only pray when they absolutely need to. But the Lord wants to communicate with us every single day. So this is just a, a, a little cheat sheet about how you should pray or if you haven't even started praying, like start praying and use this as a little cheat sheet. But then also I want to give you three fast points about how not to pray. All right. Because in the beginning, I'm glad I caught myself, and there is such a way as a wrong way to pray. And I think that's the way that most of us pray, right? We pray in a very selfish manner. We always just pray for the Lord to know our needs. You know, first step, recognizing him 
We don't recognize him as the eternal God, everlasting God, the creator of the heavens of the earth, the great I am. But we go to him like he's a genie. And we grab this Bible and we rub on it. Like, all right, Lord, come to me now. You know, now. When I was a kid, I was really bad at school. In high school, I was the worst. Man, <laughs> when I say the worst, I mean the worst. <laughs> I was really bad in high school. So I always find myself, even as already as a believer, all right, I would find myself coming into tests and exams or pop quiz, and I'm just like, dear Lord, please, like right now, Lord, show up for me now. I just need eight out of ten, Lord, please help me, please, please. Wanting him to show up for me then. And that's how we do it now as adults. That's what we do. We're praying in that selfish way. Do this for me, Lord. God, do this now. Lord, this now. We don't pray in the morning before a day starts, but as we get the flat tire, oh, Lord. First of all, we blame it on the devil, you know? When you knew very well those tires were long, past their last hurt. But then you start praying, and God, come on, Lord, why, Lord? Come on, Lord, just have somebody come by with the tire, and we just want to have him be our genie, not our God. And then what we do is, I want you guys to go back with me to uh, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, and we're going to look at verse... Uh, Five through seven. Matthew. Five through seven, it says, And when you pray, not be like the hypocrites, and on the street corners to be you. They have received their reward in full. That's all they get. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. And, and, this, and this is crazy. Because pretty much saying, don't pray to Shabbat. Now, and, and I'm always, like when we pray, you know, I love to pray over people. And I love to pray in public too because it just comes natural now, I guess. But there's certain people that, you know, have you ever been in that room where like people are trying to outpray each other? Oh, dear, solemn, heavenly father. Oh, and I'm just like, wow, like that's, it's uncomfortable for me, you know? Or people just pray when they can't be seen. You know, like, it, it's funny because in, in our Spanish service, like, we, we randomly have people open up service. You can tell who's really struggling, who hasn't prayed over a month or two, and they're just coming here, and they're, like, praying and mentioning every single Bible verse that they can and quoting them wrong because they haven't really been reading them. And they try to sound more spiritual than they really are, and I'm just like, you know, just, just, just pray for service to be good. How about that? You know, you don't have to go all crazy. Just, just pray. Don't do it to show off. And we find ourselves in, our, in a hypocritical way. It's just like, mm, whatever's good for me, Lord. I'm going to try to make it sound nice. But in reality, I'm not praying for the good of anybody else but my, myself. And he's saying, don't be like those people who do repetitive prayers, who just babble and go on and on and on. And I don't understand this because in, in, in our culture, uh, um, growing up, not really Catholic, but my parents coming from that background, you know, that they have these things where they pray this prayer. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea tu nombre. It's pretty much the same thing I just did just in Spanish, right? <laughs> Hallowed be your name. And they're praying. And I don't understand it. It's like, why? It's like, Bible clearly tells us this is like an outline, a guideline, a cheat sheet for us. But it's not what we're supposed to be repeating every single day. It's funny when I see it in movies, right? Like you find somebody like just about, a, you know, seconds away from being slaughtered or killed. 
And they're like, Heavenly Father. Like, not even Heavenly Father. Like, they're like, wait, wait let's go back. This is our Father in heaven. Hallowed, our Father who are in heaven, hallowed be the King. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And they just start saying this over and over and over again. And I'm like, why are you praying like that? How about you just pray for God to save you? <laughs> it's like, God, you know he's out to get me. Can you please just help me with that? A couple of weeks ago, I was watching, uh, uh, I, wish, I wish Matt was here because I, I talked to him about this. We were, um, I was watching uh, Django Unchained. Have you guys watched it? I laughed so loud and so hard and for so long. My wife was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, this is funny. And she's like, no, it is not. I'm like, yes, it is. You know, and I, I came into work and I'm talking to Matt. I'm like, Matt. Have you seen this movie? He's like, yes. Have you seen this part? Yes. I was like, is it funny? And he starts laughing for like two seconds, and I'm still laughing a minute later. Like, oh, God, it's so funny. And he's like, it's not that funny. I'm like, it is. Because all I can think about is like, you're there almost dying, and your prayer is, help me kill this person. And it's funny, and it's scary because we do the same thing. We find ourselves in daily situations or circumstances. And instead of praying for the right thing, we pray very selfishly. And we pray in a way that it doesn't honor God. And we pray in a way where it's all about us. Forget the rest. I need what I need. So Jesus, do this for me. Before I go on to the next point, I do have another question, another breakout question for you. Because this is what the Lord is saying. Don't pray like that. And so, sometimes don't babble on for a long time. Like Sometimes your prayers don't have to be long. And I find that to be very helpful in many ways, many times. Sometimes I just got to say, Lord, help me. And just sit there and wait for his answer. Lord, lead me. God, just, just guide me. Lord, I need your peace. And then God starts doing what he does because that's who he is. And sometimes you don't need to babble on for long, long. It's like they think that that's how they're going to get an answer. They keep praying and praying and praying. And yes, we have to be persistent in prayer. And we see that throughout the Bible. In fact, here in the next verses in Luke, we're going to read it. We do have to be persistent in prayer. But we can't just keep babbling on about the same, 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 same thing all day long. And then just be, okay, now he's going to answer me. I, I, I've worn him out. Like, I've worn him out like this. It, it's, it's not, you know, it's not the same thing. Husbands, you know about this. Don't say amen, but you know about this. <laughs> you know, your wife nags you about something. and doesn't nag you, tells you about something repeatedly to get done, and you don't get it done, but finally you get it done because she wore you down. And you're like, all right, finally. That doesn't work with prayer. It shouldn't be like that, all right? And it doesn't require many words. You can just say, God, help me. Because he was just telling us here, because he knows what we need. He knows what you need. So just say, God, I need you. Open up your heart and receive what he has. So before I go on to my last part, my preach, um, I have one more breakout question for you guys. So now having received this little cheat sheet and seeing those three little steps about how not to pray, let's get in those groups and let's talk again. Let's say what, if anything, needs to be changed about the current way we pray. All right? Here we go. All right, you guys. Here we go. I'm going to try to wrap this thing up in 10 minutes, and I'm timing myself because if not, I can go on forever. So in all things, 
You know, our prayers shouldn't be the way we just spoke about. But we should use that cheat sheet that he gives us. Our prayers should be true, should be honest, should be real, and should be transparent. That's the way we should talk to him. Just as he was our best friend. You guys have that friend that knows everything about you? And I say this because we tend to talk. So when somebody says, you're talking at me, but when we talk to someone, they're like, oh, now you're talking to me, not at me. And that's the same way that we should approach God. Hebrews 10.22, just part eight. Um, it says, let us draw near to God with sincere, with a sincere heart. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, heart, that our prayers may be true, honest, real, and transparent. All right? So I hope that there are some things that were helpful to you guys. Next slide. Please, there you go. Different tips that we can give you. But I want to include something else in, in this message. And when you guys look at that number, like what do you guys think that number represents? Huh? How many Christians pray? Man, you're good. Did Bethany share notes with you? <laughs> I was like almost dead on. But no, that's not the, 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 the percentage of how many people do pray. According uh, um, to the Pew Forum that they handle all these polls and questionnaires for the, for the church, 32% uh, of Christians or believers do not pray. All right? Do not pray. That's scary. That's alarming. And I know it's true because when I talk to people, yeah, <laughs> they just don't pray. So, I mean, we can continue to talk about how to pray, but if you're not doing it, then that's not very helpful. Next slide. So, as we're doing, as we're going through this, this is all I kept thinking and going through my head. It's like, just do it, guys. Just pray. If this cheat sheet was helpful to you, use it. If you already have your own way, then that's cool. But do it. Pray about it. Pray, 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 pray. You know that there's this saying, like, it, it, um, there's this saying when people say, you can teach, uh, you can give a man a fish, or you can teach him how to fish, right? Now, when I hear that, it's just annoying to me. Because I'm like, I don't care. I don't like fish. <laughs> you know, I don't like fish. You know, you can teach me, but I'm not going to do it. And that's the same with prayer. We can teach you all day long how to pray. But if you don't do it, if you couldn't care less about it, then it's not very helpful. So we just got to get down to it and do it and pray. I love how Daniel, even at a young age, you know, at, at, as a teenager, he used to pray 13, 13, <laughs> three days, three times a day. And he made it a habit. And that's a habit that we are supposed to have. And back then, the consequences were real, right? They were real. Right now, we don't have any consequences. What's, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you pray? You know, your wife might tell you, hey, you're too loud. Go to the next room. <laughs> or, you know, quiet it down. That's fine. But we just have to pray. There is something so great about prayer. It connects us with God. It keeps us just connected to him. You know, and, and without him or beside him, or if we're not connected to him, the Bible tells us that there is nothing that we can really do. We must be connected to him. And it's so important. It's very important because as I was going through this, like, okay, like, yes, life is hectic. Life is busy. You know, there's a bunch of chaos in our lives. But we must make time. 
And it seems like today we, we give our time and attention to everything else except for God and in prayer, right? Like we spend so much time on, on, on our phones. And, and I think that one thing, my wife, this is the one thing that I like about having an iPhone now. Or when I get it, I told her before getting it, that I'm going to spend less time on my phone because I'm not going to like it as much. <laughs> and she was like, really? I was like, yeah, that's in my head now. So in my head, I'm going to spend less time on my phone just for that very fact. But now we have everything in our phones, and it's so easy to get distracted. And, and it makes me, you know, think about the future of the coming generation because they're going to be even more hooked on these phones. And they're going to be so disconnected with the reality of life or reality of life, but also disconnected with God. You know, it, it is hard because instead of reading their Bibles on their phone, they're going to be doing a lot more than that. And most likely they're going to be, you know, bench watching, I don't know, girlfriends or whatever. Have you guys ever watched that? No? There you go. I'm watching that now. I'm watching that now. I'm watching that now, and I watched it a long time ago, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> and then I catch myself three episodes in, wait, I got to go do something else. <laughs> you know, but that's the way we're being built now, and that's the way we're being pushed to just be so focused on these things. But in reality, prayer should be the most important thing in our daily lives. When you look at the disciples asking Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Why were they asking for this? They could have asked Jesus, teach us how to do miracles. Jesus, teach us how to speak to multitudes. Jesus, teach us, you know, how, how to heal people. Miracles, healing, talking to 5,000 people at once without getting nervous. You know, they should have prayed about that or asked him to help them do that. But they were like, no, help us pray. Because they understood and they knew where that prayer, that confidence came from. It was from prayer, from having connection with our father. They understood that and they saw that. And that's what Jesus, the example that he gives us is like before doing ministry, before everything else that came out of him doing ministry, he spent time in the wilderness alone with the father. Right. And a lot of things happened. Then, but then as he was with disciples, oftenly he would just set himself apart and go pray. He just leave the multitude and go pray. Yeah, I just spoke to all these people. But more important than that is prayer is having connection with my father. That's the example that he gives us. So I have one last Bible verse that I want to share with you guys. We're going to close this out. 1 Peter 4.7. 1 Peter 4.7. It goes like this. It says, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Different versions say, be alert and so for the sake of your praise, which means, hey, Prayer should be a priority, not your last resort. Prayer should be a priority because all things will end. But if we are doing prayer right, if we're connecting with the Father right, then not only are we going to get to share that with him now, but we're going to get to share that for eternity. Amen. And that is so important. I just look at these things and I'm like, man, prayer should always be a priority. Pray, put it in your schedule. If you need to do that, put it in your schedule. I find myself writing down what to pray for. Because, you know, it, it, sometimes we all want to go into that prayer room. So it's funny. We'll open up and interrupt somebody else. <laughs> Somebody's there already praying, and we use different buildings in, in this facility. But sometimes I find myself praying, and I'm like, I'm prayed out. And I'm like, I don't know what else to pray, Lord. What else to pray about, Lord? 
So I have to write it down because there's plenty of things to pray about. So if you have to do that, do it. Make yourself write little notes around the house. You know, put them on the fridge. That was the place I visited the most. So I put them on the fridge. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to pray for this person. I got to pray about this. Just do it. Make it a priority in your life. And trust me, your life will be different. Back to the baby sample. As I was asking PTA, like, when did you start loving your children? You know, obviously, at the point or at the moment that he found out that they were going to be born. Or they, were, they were pregnant. But how awesome, PT or Laura, some, one of you guys, both of you guys. I was going to ask you who your favorite was, but I was like, no, no. I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> like, how awesome was it when you heard your kids say their very first word, their very first words? When they say dada or daddy or mama or mom or however they said it, how sweet was that? You know? <laughs> Maybe not for you, but it was or on that side. So imagine it's very sweet. Oh, that's my alarm. It's very sweet. So think about it. If, if us as humans can, be, can feel so glad when our kids speak to us, how more glad and proud and happy does the Lord feel every time he hears you call out his name? So I'm going to invite you guys to please stand up with me. Worship team, if you guys can come forward. The Lord wants to hear us talk to him. So I'm going to invite you guys as, as the worship team starts playing and as we get ready to close up already. I want you guys to just, taking into consideration everything that we just spoke about, talk to God. Start talking to Him. In fact, let's not even wait for the song to come out and hear them sing. But close your eyes. Bow your heads or open your eyes if you need to get concentrated and focused. And start praying. Dear God, Lord, we just thank you once again for this day. For every single one of my brothers and sisters that are here present, thank you because I believe that throughout this word today, Father God, you're going to do something great in our lives. That not only we can understand the way that you want us to pray or the way that we should change our prayer.